hello everyone. Uh, welcome to the the first episode of the new official PlayStation podcast uh, for, for issue 152. I'm your player one, Oscar Taylor Kent, games editor. That's so cute. That's who, so who, cute. who am I player two? Uh, <laughs> Indeen editor. Player three. Player three is Jess Kinghorn, your uh, staff writer. All three players checking in. Is that too cute you think or i think it's quite cute i, I think, wasn't sure i think the delivery the initial delivery was a little awkward maybe do you want another take or sh- do we just go nah, with that? i think it's probably fine. that's perfect i don't know i was i had in mind like how long it would take before someone put me on blast and i think you've already done it now <laughs> i was thinking like five minutes but i i vastly overestimated or underestimated depending on i'm out for blood mate <laughs> <laughs> so uh this is Issue 152 is the correct number, right? This is the issue 152. Issue 152 on sale. The Hitman one. Hitman 2. Hitman's on the cover. But you may have noticed uh, 152 is a larger number than 150, which is something of a milestone that we celebrated several months ago. And we considered doing the podcast to celebrate that. But we, well, we didn't forget. But, you know, you know how it'd be. E3's coming up. We all get busy. Uh, But in 150, we did um, talk about some of our favorite games. Yes. From over the years, from place of PlayStation, so I thought it would be nice to sort of reintroduce ourselves. Seeing as this is sort of the resurrection, I guess, of the, of the podcast, yep. the, the brand new, spanking new, spanking new podcast. <laughs> it lives. The spanking part is important. Back by popular demand. <laughs> so I thought you know, it was two, two people requested it, so we're doing it. Um, That's good enough for me. Is that including me? <laughs> yes. So where um, should we start? Who's who's? Yeah. So uh, well, you, you're, you're you're the editor, Ian. Let's so start with me um, start. Yes. Oh, but at the same time, your your choice was. ISS Pro Evolution Soccer 2 on the PS1. I'm not sure. Stop, Is that exciting? Jess, we haven't got to your choice yet. Um, um, so it was tight, tight for you, right? You, 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 tight you, you backed me. and you, you were back and forth on, on what this would be. Oh, yes, yes. Because you were constantly right, yes. in flux. I think well, I think I was like away for a day and then suddenly you'd rewritten the whole thing and you changed your mind. Because at one point it was going to be... Vice City. Yeah, at one point it was Vice City, right? Uncharted. Uncharted Metal as well. Gear, Metal Gear Solid. Uh, which racing game was it? Racing game? You had a racing game on there. Was it a Ridge Racer? Oh, it was Shocks. <laughs> shocks? <laughs> no one remembers Shocks. Um, that was fun. But yeah. What oh, swayed you? Um, memories. <laughs> I guess that's the point. <laughs> good times, good times and memories. So, so um, pairs we used to play all the time in the office back back in the day, and we had a we had a, a TV and a, back in the day. When did that come out? Not to put you on blast. <laughs> <laughs> 2000, I believe. Okay, I um, remember that year. <laughs> I was alive for that year. I wasn't. Hands up who was born in that year. Does that work on a podcast? <laughs> I don't know. We all put our hands up, so I'm not sure. <laughs> um, so, so we had a PlayStation set up and we had a TV set up and we used to just play it all day, every day. Oh, okay. Um, Productive. So, very productive. So now when I'm just playing games all yeah, day, yeah. every day, you can't put me on blast for anything. We had bigger magazine teams back then. <laughs> <laughs> How times have changed. Um, and it was just good fun. And we, we used to have uh, Pez parties where we'd all go around someone's house. Pez parties? Pez parties, yeah. It's, it's, Sounds kind of... I don't know why. <laughs> just a little bit illicit. Just so, a little bit. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we, we figured out that depending on the type and size of television you played it on and scarred you know compositely and things the game would play slightly differently so you had to you had to do a round robin on different televisions 
and eventually you get to play on the uh, largest <laughs> television possible. Um, so larger is better. Larger was better back in the day. Bigger is better. Yeah, bigger. Size bigger is better. everything. Yeah. Um, I know it's just good fun. Good time. So that was why I chose that game. Uh, yeah, because we actually found uh, one of the old PS1 units in the mm. cupboard, didn't we? Yes, we did. With including... Pez. So it's just because you found it, really. <laughs> <laughs> it brought the memories back, and it's, it's good fun. And it still plays well. Surprisingly well. It still stands up. Yeah, I mean, the initial shock, watching you you play it with... Uh, with shock. <laughs> with, with, uh, with, with Milf, our, our art editor. And, um, yeah, yes. like... After the first couple matches, surprising how you just kind of don't care about graphics anymore. You know what I mean? No, I mean it's, it's a football game, so graphics only can only get you so far. If it plays well, the, the AI in the earlier games was still still fantastic and stands out. Um, if you squint slightly, mm. it looks like football. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, and I guess it's even fun in a way to revisit some of the old players from the past as well. <laughs> It is fun. Who was, who was in that one? Alan Shearer. I remember or, him. But they weren't spelled correctly back in the day because they didn't have a license. Um, Michael Owen. I remember him from The Crisps. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Gerrard was in it and he only retired a couple of years ago, so that's how old it well, was. Yeah. Got to put in the work. Got to keep those checks coming in. <laughs> yes. I'm sure he could have done some advertising stuff as well or something, but I don't know. Why didn't yeah. he? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know much about football. You might know. <laughs> anyway, yes, so there, there are some classic players back there. Uh, and so you just don't like GTA Vice City anymore? I love GTA Vice City. Is it the best of the PS2 GTAs? Is it the best Vice GTA? City? Yeah. Uh, I like five, but... But you of, prefer of, Vice City? Of the early GTAs, Vice City is probably my favourite. But you prefer five? Well, I prefer five. Even though this was almost on your favorite game, even though five, you could have chosen. I could have chosen five. I almost, I almost had five on my list. <laughs> it sounds like every game was almost on your list. Um, okay, I think that's enough about football. That's enough about me. Everyone can, everyone could tune back in now. <laughs> timestamps will be available. I've got to do the timestamps now. Uh, Jess. Oh. Okay. You want to come to the niche corner this early? In yeah. The what is? What is? Game favorite. Sorry, that's why it says on my notes. Okay. Well, so please don't judge me, dear listener, but I chose Shadow Hearts for my uh, favorite game of all time on PlayStation. Shadow Hearts. What's oh. that? <laughs> what was that? All right. It is a. It is. It's top. Nothing tier. to do with Shadow the Hedgehog. No, or Kingdom Hearts, or anything, okay. or Army Hearties, you know, nothing to do with that. It is top-tier schlock. It is top-tier JRPG, early 2000s, B-game schlock, and I love it. it. It combines, like, gothic horror with random battles, and there's this weird, uh, like, rhythm mechanic that um, in battles that you need, you basically, there's a dial, and... It's like it's, a ring thing, right? Yeah, and you have to basically time your button presses, and that determines how good you hit the monster when it's your turn and it's it's just it's so it's so different it's so different to everything i've played since uh in a lot of ways and it's not aged well and i i kind of still love it and it's i'm super endeared to it still uh, going back to it, i don't think it aged too badly really i mean, I mean it's, it's obviously <laughs> early 2000s it really looks it <laughs> yeah it looks it, it looks it but the you know the ring system kind of adds a certain variation to the roundabout that i think you can appreciate in similar ways to, to sort of there are 
can't think off the top of my head now, but uh, there are other RPG games where there is a similar sort of interaction system to get sort of critical Yeah, because all too often in like turn-based fights in JRPGs, you mm. kind of get into a groove and you kind of just float away from this mortal plane as you take turns hitting each other kind of thing. But the ring system kept me engaged and kind of kept me on my toes because sometimes those hit areas can be very narrow. Yeah, even as a JRPG fan though, it's not one I've really heard about that much. Although every niche. time every time I do hear about it, it's always from someone who really, really likes it for some reason. It's that kind of game. It has that kind of following. I am not super keen on the two sequels, uh, mm. but I do love the, the prequel, Kudelka. It's, that is even more flawed and doesn't really work, but like there's so many like ideas in that one game and I, so I, I'm gonna give it... So that one is actually the first one that could be Yeah, really so... <laughs> I mean, it, it's... I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent with, like, the woes of game development in, like, the late <laughs> 90s to early 2000s, but, yeah, it was... It, that was kind of the first game in the series and I think uh, that was one of Hiroki Kikuta's uh, early games, like... And it wasn't just composition he was involved with in that one. I think he was game director for that one. Oh, so. wow. Yeah. Um, so there was uh, some executive meddling. and As um, is often the way. As is often the way. And um, parts of the team had a very distinct vision for the game. And other people had a very different distinct vision for the game. And so there's this weird... Like, it's trying to be survival horror, but you have random encounters and a grid-based battle system, and it just doesn't work, but it tries so hard, and I can't fault it for oh, that. Yeah. But then all the others are on PS2. Oh, uh, yeah. Didn't no. survive the league to Kudelka PS3. is on PS1, and then Shadow Hearts, all of the Shadow Hearts game are on PS2. And uh, if you only check out one game in that series, I would say the Shadow no. first Shadow Hearts is... It doesn't look great. It's still, it really doesn't look great. Uh, but it's... It's just so quirky. <laughs> wow. I've been making my way through it. Yeah, I think, I think it's What's the story? What, what happens? All right, okay, so... Okay. <laughs> I guess, you, don't, well, you don't remember this from I don't back remember in the day? This, no, no, I, I, well, I was obviously into pets, so why am I going to play some niche... It came out at the same time as like Final <laughs> Fantasy X, right? Yeah, so that it was, was like, obviously the, the kiss of death. It was like a week... before week or It was like a week or two weeks before in like... PAL territories and uh, North American territories, and then Final Fantasy X came out, and like that—that that was it. That was it. Final Fantasy X just has—it has so much higher quality presentation on every level that Shadow Hearts could simply not com compete. And you know that I'm not—I'm not here to say Shadow Hearts is actually better than Final Fantasy X. Really, I'm not here to say that. Um, I don't know. Is it? You think so, definitely. If you no. want to say that, so, you could. No! <laughs> I, I'm not going to die on this hill. Like, I'm not... I... It's interesting that on the first episode, Jess would come out and say Final <laughs> Fantasy X is terrible. No, <laughs> I like Final Fantasy X. Don't put words brave, in my mouth. Brave rude. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put words oh, in my mouth. Like right, okay. We've gone a bit away from the point a little bit, but the basic plot of Shadow Hearts oh, yeah. is oh, you play I as... I don't know if I care, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but what is it about? It's a sort of historical fiction. It's right? like alternative cool. historical fiction, and there's a very strong like fantasy element, crash colliding with cosmic horror and gothic horror, and I love it. So you play as uh, Yuri Bolt Huger, who is a harmonizer, meaning he can. Oh, just he's Ian's good at face. He's <laughs> Ian's face already. It's a great name. Okay. Great name. So he's a harmonizer, meaning he can make pacts with demons, and they can. <laughs> he can kind of borrow their power, and they borrow his body, and he can 
help people extra good in fights because of that. But it costs him sanity. It drives him a little mm. mad each time he does it. There's a sanity system in it as well. Yes, there is unique. a sec, which is super cool, uh, super frustrating, uh, but such a neat idea. Um, so basically, Yuri starts hearing this voice in his head, which is always a positive sign, and the voice is like, go here, save this girl. So he does that because he wants the voice to just shut up. Um, and he meets this girl on a train, and she is being, uh, I can't remember exactly where she's being taken from or to, but, um, I believe it's the Chinese Imperial Army that are very interested in her, and they've basically kidnapped her. You know what they're like. <laughs> they've, been, they've been on at me for a while now. <laughs> You're in demand. Yeah. Um, and so Yuri thinks, all right, cool, I'll, I'll just save this girl. Um, but then none other than Roger Bacon, who is a very <laughs> powerful <laughs> a very powerful magician, he turns up, he kills a bunch of the Chinese army and tries to run off with the girl. And uh, Yuri gets in a bust up with him. And yeah, it's, it's this girl, Alice, and Yuri against the world. Oh, wow. Um trying to stop Roger Bacon from summoning God. <laughs> huh. uh, I think Ian's trying to escape from the room, but uh, the doors are locked. So. <laughs> um, right, okay. Uh, let's, let's talk about my favourite topic now, me. Uh, my favourite game uh, was Oddworld Abe's Exodus. Exodus, as it's spelled. What are our feelings on that? Good choice? Very everyone's, good choice. Everyone's agreeing. Yeah. It was between... Abe's Exodus and Abe's Odyssey. Uh, I'm still not 100% sure on whether I made the right decision for, for the 150 issue. I think I think it wow. is just a stronger game. There it's are in, better it's puzzles. In it's in print. It so is in print, so it's true. There are better puzzles. It is you know longer in a good way. I think the story is better, and there's just more there's more functionality, more mechanics that, that I think add a lot to the first game. But yeah, I just feel like I feel like it's the stronger one. I feel like it holds up a lot now. Um, it's graphically is quite it, it's quite heavily stylized. I think. I mean, it's obviously mm. a PS One game, mm. but at the same time, I think it's stylized in a way where it does still kind of hold up. Hmm. I don't. I don't think you realize until, until the F and V kicks in how old mm. it is. When you when you actually mm. playing it, you you get into it and and you forget. Yeah. And as soon as the F and V cuts in, it's like yeah. This is of a certain time. Yeah, they put a lot of work into making sure that the sort of the gameplay sections still look pretty good because it's quite sort of um, yeah, it's, it's quite meticulously detailed yeah. in places. And again, it's, it's a game we found in the cupboard, <laughs> so we were able to play it. And I think Jess, was it the first time you played it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, actually, I think I'd played maybe another game in the series when I was very young and didn't understand what was going on. So I'm glad that I've kind of had my first major exposure to the series now yeah. when I do understand I think that is kind of a tricky thing with Exodus I think it does start off a lot harder than Odyssey like so I think it's best to think of them as a duology though I think mm. Exodus is the stronger one and, mm. the, and the remake's pretty good too um, new and tasty the, sort of the remake of the first one which does take away the screen by screen aspect mm. which is perhaps divisive I think they're both good games but I still think the first one well the first two I think they still hold up versus that one Although they are sort of remaking this one as Soulstorm. Mm. But um, apparently they're doing more of a... Compared to New and Tasty, this is kind of more of a sort of reimagining, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, which takes us into our next topic quite smoothly. Where which I is? talk about Resident Evil 2 and how good it is. Okay. <laughs> tell me more, tell me more. Why is it so good? 
uh, specifically Resident Evil 2 Remake, which is not called Resident Evil 2 Remake. It is why? just called Resident Evil 2. Why, why, why have they dropped the remake? I don't know. <laughs> no, because it's, um, it's more of a sort of, as, as is the case with possibly Soulstorm coming up, it's more of a sort of reimagining, reinterpretation of what Resident Evil 2 is. So it's, it's not just a remake. It's, it's, got more it's a whole new world. New, new additions? New What's, additions. So new ways to play the game. New ways to to play it. Yeah. yeah okay. Because now you play it on the DualShock Four, and you have played it. So tell us what it was like. Oh yeah, I did play it. <laughs> um, well, I was at E3, you know, just chilling out, and then Capcom were like, "Oh, you want to come over and check out this game?" And I was like, "Yeah, what? Well, yeah, I do." So I went over there, <laughs> and there was this. Uh, they made me go through this um, corridor with with zombie actors in it, which was pr- pretty scary considering this was like a morning appointment as well and i was like not really not really awake not really functioning i was holding my first coffee of the day during it although it was swiftly taken from my hands by pr because they were like don't go through here holding a coffee because it's only going to cause incidents for us and i did and uh without the coffee and it was uh it was quite frightening you know to get your coffee back Yes. Yeah, I made sure of that. Yeah, they were like coming out from behind doors, you know. They were, but you know, it's the thing where the actors they can't touch you Mm. as much as as much as you might want them to. (laughs) They will not. They will not. Um, So it's startling to a point, and then they just kind of go at you like. And they back off. Yeah, sort of. And then you gotta be like, ah. And then you're like, oh, is it still this way though? And then they go, (laughs) good. So anyway, I, I settled down to play it, which is the beginning of the... Uh, well, be, I think it's the beginning of the game now. I'm not sure 100%, because obviously you don't start off in the police station. No. So I think this is still... In this version, it's still a little bit ways in, but it's still quite near the beginning. When Leon is on, on his first day of the job, uh, reminiscent of my first day of this job, uh, going in to the Hard. police station. Yeah, scary. <laughs> Full of zombies and blood and just all sorts of nonsense. Oh, I ate Mondays. Yeah, actually, yeah, it was a Monday. <laughs> well remembered. But I guess you just assume. I think it was a Monday. So. No, no, no. Let's get into this. <laughs> was it a Tuesday, maybe? Time flies. I can't remember. I think it might have been a Tuesday, actually. So apologies, dear listeners, dear readers, if I messed up. Well, I hate Tuesdays. What? Why? <laughs> just. Just to be I'm, original. I'm contrary, like that. <laughs> Why do you like Monday so much? It's the start of the week. That's not a, that's not, that's not a good reason. Um, anyway, so yeah, I played through the beginning of it. Um, it's just really good. How about that? I have a read of it in the magazine. Um, just the way it feels. Because like, it's it's made in the RE engine. And you know I love my engines. I do. Uh, <laughs> watch out for my train sim world review coming up. Um so it's the same engine as Resident Evil 7 but it's not in first person you know it's pulled back into the sort of traditional uh, sort of third person it's not tank controlly but it's also not it's not like Leon is like parkouring over everything or anything there's still a little bit of clunk to it you still uh, clunk is a bad word it's a bit of heft to it you know it feels kind of like you're actually going around and and um, yeah like when you when you're going down like the dark corridors and stuff, you do feel somewhat vulnerable. Like some of the corridors are so dark, and he has his torch, and you, but it's like he's shining the torch, and you can see a little bit, but you you still feel like you're quite vulnerable, and you you can't really see the periphery and the 
maybe things are coming at you from the sides, kind of. And then it all kicks off, you know. Things do happen, and then you got to make your way back through the sort of dark corridor wing that you've been exploring, forced to explore as part of, well, if you want to play the game, you got to go that way, kind of a thing. Yeah. And then there is actually just loads of zombies coming at you, and you can't just, like, fight them because you don't have enough bullets, obviously. It's a classic survival horror situation. you got to kind of pick your shots and make your way back. Sounds I mean, good. Yeah, it's so nice to see zombies, you know? Proper zombies. Yeah. Because Resident Evil freakers 7. or. Yeah, it's just a classic zombie. They're still threatening. They're, not, they're stumbly, but, you know, they're still a little bit fast and they kind of lunge and grabby and they're hard to predict their movements. But you have a limited amount of ammunition, so obviously they're hard to predict movements. That's sort of part of the Resident Evil thing, I guess. But, yeah, with Resi 7, like, I love Resi 7. I thought it was fantastic return to form. But, like, it never really got. Uh, it never really got crunchy. It had aspects of the classic Resident Evil games, but it never really got like crunchy into it, like with those classic zombies. Because I mean, mm. if you've not played through all of Resident Evil Seven yet, it's mostly just weird tar monsters, and they get a bit mold. tired after a while. Yeah, mold monsters, mold, literally mold. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's just like, you know, there they are. <laughs> I mean, I guess the family are zombie esque. Right. Not, not really. Not really. Zombies. Not no. really. But not these are like proper zombies. zombies, you know. They look like proper zombies. And you can chop they... bits of them up. You can. Yeah. So like, off. if you're using the knife on their arm enough, it will sort of sag off and then fall off. And if you shoot them in the face with a shotgun, as I did, and I hate to brag, but the guy did say I was the first person to get the sh shotgun that day. Excellent. Oh, so he, he just like... tells everyone that. <laughs> well, yeah, and. Um, Hot yeah, skills. if you shoot them in the face, like it's it's gonna, you know, throw off their face into like delectable chunks. <laughs> you know, it's got it's got a lot going on in that sort of opening bit I played. You know, like getting the shotgun wasn't mega obvious. It rewarded exploration. You got things like you know zombies tapping at the glass and then they smash through and everything. Yeah, you got to be a little bit cautious. Good. Which is good. Which is good, I think. And it was so scary that I did lose my phone. <laughs> it was almost a situation, uh, but I resolved it by finding your phone. Yeah, we found it. Good, good story. The guy who told me about the shotgun thing. Right. Also helped me find the phone. Your actual phone? My actual real-life phone, yeah. Some adventure you had there. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'd, I've been, you know, dizzied through this zombie corridor. Yeah, the works, the works. So I guess, uh, Jess, what games did you enjoy from 1.5.2? Was Code Vein in that issue? <laughs> it's the best segue I've ever heard. <laughs> It's super good. Um, yeah, we got a chance to play some Cobain. Yeah. And by we, I mean you did. I did. Yeah. yeah. It's been put back in 2019, but we didn't know at the time. No, we didn't. Did it feel like that? Uh, I guess they're only showing I mean, off. I mean, obviously, like, there were still, like, rough edges, but it didn't feel like this was a game that needed to be delayed by that much. It was, like, I mean, obviously, they'd slapped a bunch of stuff together for the event that I played it at, but it still felt pretty coherent, cohesive, and it performed well, and I definitely had a good time. Um, so what I played, they let me play with all of the toys in this in this uh, demo. Like, they were, oh, throwing, wow. they were throwing weapons at me left, right, and center, and there was quite a good range of weapons. Um, there, there, were, there was, you know, your, your Kirk Hammer-style weapon where you 
bludgeon. Um, there was a bunch of blades, and there was quite a good variety. I was very happy. I was very happy. All you need is a bunch of blades. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, simple pleasures, you know. I'm not a complicated girl. Um, so, yeah, and it was just, uh, I think, I don't know how early the area on show was, mm. but... Um, we, I did get to face off against a boss that has uh, been somewhat prominent in trailers and things. The uh, big the stick lady. Big stick lady. Big stick water lady, um, who pirou- pirouettes around the stage, and um, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't defeat her. I didn't get to defeat her, but um, you gave it a good. I, I gave it a good shot and I did get quite close to whittling her down to no health at all and it was it was very much like okay I figured out the strategy I figured out her pattern right I need to go back I need to do this and then it was like oh actually you need you need to go you need to go you can't actually and yeah, I, it was a I was, time demo as well right yeah like it was a time demo so there was only so much I could do in the time I had and but yeah, I was super, like, every time I died, I was willing to try something new. I was really willing to go back into it and take out this water maiden. Um, <laughs> and um, we, we, I also got to mess around with the, like, various buddies that you can have, the various AI partners that you can have with you when you go out into the big bad world. Um, so Mia was on display. She's the one with the bayonet, and she's more ranged. There was Louis, who's very good for healing. And I want to say Yakumo, who's kind of a heavy type, and uh, he's got a big, big old blade, and he t- tends to charge in headfirst and then die very quickly. I found, but um, yeah, no, I'm super into it. Like it's, it. I mean, the obvious comparisons are like Souls. Yeah, Bloodborne. I know you're a big fan of Dark Souls and Bloodborne as well. So like, I, how, I'm not how a is big it... fan. I'm not a big fan, but I know you enjoy them. You enjoy I enjoy them. them. So like, yeah, how how it is it different? Is it just obviously quite similar? Is that a good thing, bad thing? In, in a lot of ways, it's very similar. It's very, very similar. Um, the like flow of combat, it, you can tell where they're drawing inspiration. It's quite mm. immediately obvious. But at the same time, it's not carbon copy at all. I mean, there's like weight to your hits, and you can't easily cancel out of hits. At least not in the build I played. But like, it's not quite as like there's not quite as much heft there as there is in say Bloodborne. Um, yeah, and obviously it is the same studio that did God Eater as well, so mm. you kind of get that. From, yes, I mean, obviously you do. the design is very. Is oh very yeah, God like eatery. some some mid bosses that were just ambling around. I definitely got a very like God Eater feel off of those. Um, and yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. It's anime nonsense combined with my newest, my new, my new love, Bloodborne. So and vampires as well, I guess. Yeah, I'm vampiric. <laughs> it's the best of all all worlds. Um, in one, and I'm looking forward to when it does eventually release. Oh, in 2019, yeah, take it, take as much time as you need. Like, yeah, I, you know, it's always disappointing when games get delayed, but at the same yeah. time, it's like you want it to be good. There's, a, there's enough bad games coming out sometimes. It's like let's not <laughs> we'll be do occupied. Let's not do another one. So. Well, as long as it doesn't come out in February, then it'll be okay. What's coming out in February? Everything. Uh, uh, Days Gone, Anthem. Oof. Because I think Big it'll be, games, yeah. I would say January maybe, or if uh, maybe they'll put it back to something like May. When you're clashing with Resident Evil Two in January, so yeah, maybe a nice March. Jan feels like it would be a, a goal for Bandai, but like I don't know, I don't know. So uh, I also received word uh, from the the American government that you had been in America recently, and I want to know why. <laughs> <laughs> Why were you in Texas? Uh, for the chocolate. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, um, what flavours did you get? Prickly pear. Prickly pear. Mojito. Mojito. Bourbon. Jalapeno. Jalapeno, which was... Yeah, did not like that one. I no. liked it. I was I want to go on record and say... Duh, nah. <coughs> that wasn't a good one. I like a bit of chilli now and again. But, but not with chocolate. Yeah. That's the devil's work. Uh, well, yeah, chocolate. I, I don't know. Chili chocolate's nice. Yeah. Jalapeno chocolate. It was a bit much. It was a bit much. I, 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 um, I really enjoyed it. Yalla week. <laughs> I go through, yeah, I go through phases of like, you know, maybe like a chili cheese is nice, but even then I think I like it's a, a bit too cheese. much. It's a bit too much sometimes. I probably have chili in most things. Um, oh, yeah? Mm. Just not this time. It wasn't good. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm always a bit funny about like American chocolate. Like quite often it's not too good, but I would say the standard of this chocolate was yeah. high. Absolutely. Uh, enjoyed the bourbon one quite a bit. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, but obviously, I was there for serious stuff, which yes. was Dark Siders free. No chocolate. They can give you any chocolate. I did have some little mini chocolates. Ooh. Yeah, they, they had they had like a bar. We I took them. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was allowed them, but you're not going to put chocolate in front of someone and then not expect it to go. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. What, um, what were those mini chocolates? Oh, uh, American stuff. Oh, like Reese's Pieces? Reese's, um, what's that? Yeah, like, it's basically Mars and Marathon, but they're called different things. Oh. You mean Snickers? <laughs> <laughs> It's true, though. <laughs> it is true. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, youngsters. Yeah, I mean, I will say at the uh, EA event, they had a lot of red vines, and I had a lot of those. I've never heard of red vines. What? They're quite flavorless, but I yeah. couldn't stop eating them. I know, I think right? it became a problem. Like, I think they were giving me a dirty look. So I was just holed up there doing a lot of writing for issue 151. Got to get my numbers right. Just like typing away, just having red vine after red vine. Right. What are they like, sort of, of licorice strings? Ish. Ish. Sort of, sort of like a sort of cherry licorice type yeah. thing. Yeah. If you ever have any of that but stuff. But tastes of either chewy. licorice or cherries. Mm, not really. They're just kind of like Sugar. a thing you put in your mouth. <laughs> Excuse me? Right, you know. You can do what you got to do at E3. Anyway. <laughs> Oscar, it's all coming out. Yeah. <laughs> put it away. <laughs> Control yourself. I would not be controlled. Uh, dark side is free. That would have that would have been a good segue into control, but we still need to talk about dark side. <laughs> so I just want to let you know that that, that was there. Um, so I got to play uh, roughly about three hours of Dark Siders Three. That's a lot of time. It was a lot of time. I spent well. I, it was a three-hour demo which I played roughly four times in Why? two days. Because uh, you can just it's, it's, it's quite Metroid like now, so you can you can play quite a way into Metroidvania, as they, as they call it. Yes, they do. <laughs> so you can, you can play you can play the same section over and over again in many different ways, um, and and unlike Dark Siders two, there are no more large open world sort of hubs, which some people would love or hate. Um, I personally quite like the new approach. I'm a big fan of Dark Siders two, but I think this is a more streamlined way of playing a Dark Siders game. Um, and the combat is improved. It's it's not on a par with Devil May Cry's or Bloodborne's, but it's definitely a lot better than Dark Siders 2. Excellent. Is it as good as Dark Siders 1? That's my favourite. I didn't get on with Dark Siders 1. <coughs> the developers seem to think that if people did like Dark Siders 1, they're probably gonna like this one more than Dark Siders 2. Ah. Um I I think it's it's his own thing. 
again. I mean, I think it's telling that the studio is smaller now, so they have to make a, a more streamlined yeah. game. And I think regardless, they kind of wanted to change it up between each one. Because obviously each one follows a different horseman slash woman. Horse person. Horse person. <laughs> I don't know, that sounds a bit too... too Centaur-esque. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the first game starred War. Obviously. He's kind of sort of... Um, uh, it's like a tank, isn't he? Yeah, like, he's like, tanky, like an American footballer with a... Wearing red, I think. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the character eyes. much. You don't really get much of a sense of what he's about. But basically in that one, he's like he's like framed for starting the apocalypse, isn't he? Yeah, and he's got 24 hours to, to, pr- to prove his innocence. Yeah. He doesn't. Well, I don't know. He's got, he's got to prove his innocence. Um, and then the second one stars death. Um, is that sort of at the same time. Or all all three games take part parallel to one another. And this kind of annoyed me actually. Let's get into that right now because the first Dark Siders ends with you with him looking up and all the other horsemen are coming. So it's like I think he actually dies at the end of Dark Siders one. He doesn't die. I think he dies. No, he doesn't. Are you sure? <laughs> the, the ending of the first one is you see all the other horsemen coming. Shall I look this up on Wikipedia? War isn't, war does, isn't dead. Does, he wouldn't die. Isn't he, isn't he about to be executed? By the... I think it's a bad situation. I think it, I And think then, like, works. they're kind of coming. It's like, oh, they're coming now. Right. But then it's kind of not been paid off yet. I guess they got to do all the other games they, first. They've got to do, they've got to do Darksiders 3 and 4, and then Darksiders 5, I guess, is like an actual sequel. I guess so. Where you um, see what happens so, yeah, this one stars Fury. Sister mm. of yeah. War and Death. She's a bit more sort of. She's a combination. She's in terms of her character. She's she's a the whole character is a mix of the other two. So mm. she's the balance. Whereas 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 the other two are either against or for the council and yeah. the whole storyline. She, she's kind of playing both sides a bit. Kind of. She well. She starts off and she and she's 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 very loyal to the council and she wants to to just sort things out. But I think towards the end of the game, it spins it round and she's not. But we don't know. Yeah, I mean, the implication from the end of Dark Side is one is, uh, is that they're all coming together for the same cause. So yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd assume so. Yeah. What is the fourth one in this called? Because I can't remember. Uh, it's not pestilence or plague, is it? No, is, is it wrath? Maybe it's slightly different to the. It's not. Then none of them are traditional. No. Wrath is very similar to Fury, though. Yeah, I, I would have thought. I, I, I don't know much about the series, maybe, so maybe someone should look it up. Maybe. <laughs> I'm already uh, on it. I'm already on it. It'd be good to know because, um, and then, <clears throat> I, again, I guess it kind of depends on the translation of the Bible you read as well. Yeah, I mean, and, um, actually, the it's actually much closer to the original Latin, <laughs> the original Latin text. Getting back to the game. Um, so she's got whips, right? She's got, and again, her 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 playstyle is a mix of, of of the previous two. So she's she's got the kind of she's not she's athletic, but not as athletic as as. Um, is death? Death. Might <laughs> 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 went blank for a minute. So she's not quite as athletic as death. She can, but she can jump and bob around a bit. All right. What's her fourth name? Unless so you... I think it's uh, War, Death, Strife, and Fury. Strife. strife what's that about? It. He's like a cowboy. He's always guns. giving me strife. Oh it's yeah. Because you get guns. you get the gun in in two. Yeah. Okay. Um, which feels like why do I need to play strife? Because I've already played. I've already used his gun. Maybe be more gun focused. It does seem like they want to make each one quite distinct for the characters, which yeah. is quite cool, I guess. You see a lot of sequels where it's like, this, you know, same same old, same old again. Mm, yeah. It's nice they want to change it up. And I guess 
Well, it is sad. Obviously, the team had to downsize, and then the license kind of moved away, and then like they some of them moved with it. Uh, I guess they've kind of had time to sort of reflect on some stuff and, and sort of refocus into this. Does, does that come across? I think so. I mean, speaking of them, they got a, they got a big passion for the game and the series. They love what they're doing, um, and it does it does come across that they want to change things with each game, and this game is different to the last one, and I think it's different in a, in a kind of a good way. Um, and now they're using the Unreal Engine. I know you like your engines, so they're no longer using their own Thomas their, their own bespoke engines. And it comes across in this in that they, they can now focus on gameplay, not on trying to get the thing to work, which is why they had 250 members of staff on Darksiders too. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Um, so yeah, big big old feature on that, right? Give it a read. Give it a read. Unless you already did, in which case I hope this was, you know, I hope it wasn't right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But speaking of Metroidvanias, my favorite, my favorite uh, genre. There's a lot of Metroidvanias coming out soon, but that's not what I wanted to discuss. Uh, So the new Remedy game, Control, which was uh, announced at E3, Mm. I was I was in the room for the announcement. Uh, very, very, I just wanted to just get that out there. It was a great time. I had a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> it was a good, good old time. Lifelong friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. Uh, but yeah, um, that that game is taking a more Metroidvania approach, but still seems like very much a Remedy game. In fact, it's interesting because I had a little discussion with Robin, editor of Games Master, about this, because I was, I was sat next to him at the event, and I was just nattering away, just annoying everyone. But especially Robin. Shouting, I was shouting at the screen. I was, I was being very whooping? abusive. Yeah, I'm not really whooping, whooping uh, but you know, I was whooping ironically at one point. But then how I realized. You, how do you do that? Give me an example. You know, just like woo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then I realized it was too close to what everyone else was actually doing, and okay. it, there's a thin line between whooping ironically and legitimately whooping. And I was like, mm, not sure about this. But anyway, he was. He said to me as soon as it came on the screen, he was like, "Oh, that's." That's like it looks like a, a that's a remedy game like literally within the first two seconds, and I've heard a lot of people say similar things, which is weird because like I don't know why. Why is it? There's something, there's something very distinctive about a remedy game. They tell, well, they have a they have a very realistic art style. Mm. So so which often means the game looks quite sparse, um, mm. and it, but it also means any objects in the game are accurately modeled to size. I guess whereas in other I guess game, so. in other games you might find. Even in like a Naughty Dog game, you might find where there's a table and chairs, but it's not accurately modelled in size to how a table and chairs physically look because it has to have a style to it. Whereas, yeah, there's a certain sort of sense of detail to it, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's a very just photo real sort of mm. clinical look to things. Yeah, yeah, even like going back, I guess, to, to the first Max Paint, which uh, obviously introduced that sort of bullet time dodge effect. Which yes. everyone used since mm-hmm. I think since that point Remedy's always been quite they've always played around a lot with sort of that base shooting the, the shooting always feels pretty good as it is but they've always kind of played around with sort of new riffs on that yes obviously um, they do they do often appear to be like a critic's choice developer too you know you know we all love their games but maybe they don't sell in the big numbers as a as a as a naughty dog yeah, I'm not really sure yeah. why. Um, but this one, you know, is multi-format, of course, which is obviously a big deal. Um, something about it seems a bit more, I guess, I don't know, a bit more sort of 
palatable to a wider audience, I think. I think it's because it looks like you can just get stuck into it a bit more. They do kind of tend to before have a bit sort of too much sort of preamble. Like, yeah, know, Max Payne was successful, right? At the time. Yeah, and then going through to, to sort of Max Payne 3, the, the rock star. That like. was a film, so it must have been pretty pretty big. Mm. How was it? The I film? Didn't see, didn't see the film. Terrible. <laughs> 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 we could we could discuss games as films, but we're not going to. No, that's forbidden. That's for that's for next time. Yeah. So you're looking forward to Control, Jess? Oh, I super am, and it's not just because the main character and I share a very similar name or anything like that, and have a mutual appreciation of leather jackets. No, I it genuinely looks like. I mean, Oscar's brought this up again and again. It's influenced by like new weird fiction and just the whole like idea of like the oldest house like well it's not it doesn't it's you to progress through the oldest house there are certain things you have to do but it follows kind of dream logic and just like aesthetically and the color scheme the very strong red color scheme i'm all about and also yeah the shooty shooty bang bang uh, gameplay looks really cool and the whole transforming gun yeah transforming gun really bad i'm always up for a gun that transforms yeah yeah, Give more than me. meets the eye. <laughs> um, but yeah, also the telekinetic powers. Like, there's just a lot. There's a lot going on, but it all like seems to be it. Yeah, I, I like where this is going, and I can't wait to see more. Um, yeah, it's kind of Metroidvania style as well. Mm. So it's probably the most open experience remedy have done. They they're usually quite yeah uh, lin- linear, I guess, in their approach. Yes, yeah, and there's usually only one way to play. Yeah, whereas this looks like you can explore in <coughs> lots of different ways lots of different things to do i mean obviously the the concept of the old house is like a house that doesn't really make sense yeah uh, it's sort of the, the architecture is kind of uh, brutalist but then uh, it's also kind of shifting and changing and stuff with the the rituals yes. stuff you do to like open up new areas like at one point there's like a sort of dead end and you have to do a thing and she kind of is like turns the lights on and off it's got like a, a switch like a rope one on yeah. the ceiling and she does it like a few times while it's overlaid with like some other stuff happening and then like it, it, the area kind of changes for the for those times and then eventually opens up like a new kind of room and it seems like there'd be other sort of things to do there as well as like good. side quests as well oh and, yes and the fridge that, like, the fridge guy <laughs> who was just forced to stare at a fridge for ages um, otherwise it deviates yeah i know what that means apparently you can do something there but they didn't have time to show mm. me it, I, I tell you what that specific I, I mean people have probably made this comparison already but it does remind me of like uh, the like SCP foundation creepy pastors yeah, like you yeah, have yeah. to look at it otherwise it, it's going to kill you yeah I know what you mean it's kind of drawing from a lot of that sort of mm. I mean it's deliberately sort of an ambiguous time yeah. frame but that sort of I guess a, a kind of a suburban type horror type, type thing yeah like suburban gothic perhaps I don't know, it's not really suburb, but that sort of early Americana type vibe, I guess. Yeah. Whatever it is, I'm into it. <laughs> it looks good, it looks good. You know, all the Remedy stuff is kind of like riff, their own unique yeah. thing riffs on certain genres. Yeah. And, and this one seems like a cool one to, to do. Yeah, I can't wait to see more. Yeah, hopefully we hopefully we will see more. And that would be that, that would be a good thing to happen. I didn't think of a segue this time. Sorry. Um, what are we segueing into? Give me a second. Can I think of one? Good uh, luck. So you know who else has control of the situations that he's in? Agent 47 himself. The Hitman. A. The Hitman. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> there it is. A for um, effort. So he can control situations. Okay, I'll start with that now. By um, 
because he's um, uh, good at disguise good. and all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you really tried, Oscar. So you've been playing. You you recently played through it, man. The first, the twenty sixteen. I did, yes, yeah. To get get in the mood for our, our new cover, I figured I should get back into that one. And and I'm always replaying that game. I think I'm I think constantly replaying it. It's one of the few games you can just dip back into and and play and play again. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they now it's no longer an episodic structure. Mm. Where we're going to put as much effort into each. Area. I sure hope so, because like compared to previous Hitman games, I found the 2016 Hitman to be the most uh, sort of welcoming, the most approachable to to both initially figuring out what it means to play Hitman, and also allowing you to come back and, and do it time and time again. Yeah, because even though it did, even though you you had guides on on, on how to do the hits, mm. once mm. you've done the various the opportunities. The opportunities once you've done the various opportunities, you can just go into the world and experiment and just yeah. kill people. And there's, anyway there's even like loads of challenges as well that kind of hint at what uh, different things you can do, but without giving like a full opportunity for it. Like also, uh, in in the opening Paris level, um, I stumbled across there's a there's a there's a broken cable lying in a puddle, and if you if you get if you turn the electricity on, then you can kill anyone that walks through the puddle. Yeah, and if you get the timing right, you can you can kill kill your target but if you get it wrong you can just kill random guests it's <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, even like dropping like a chandelier and stuff I think yeah doing or you can push a speaker option. on his head or you can yeah there's lots and lots of things you can just randomly do in the game which, yeah, which I'm lot, hoping comes into the new one I hope so I think a lot of those maps were quite varied as well which made, which made it sort of cool to play through them also perhaps maybe not so great episodically because once you hit on one unit, you're not such a fan of. Maybe you kind of bounce off of it. It takes you a while to get back in. So this time they're just releasing them them all in one go. Although there will still be post-release content. They, they've told us. I mean, you can you can read our our big old feature, big old feature. including a lovely lovely interview uh, in, in this issue. So if you haven't done that, then I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I think it. they they tease don't they tease some. Some stages like a. Oh, they've teased a few stuff like a jungle type setting, possibly South America for that. They've said about maybe a cruise ship. I don't know if he was just saying he wanted to do it, but why would he say it? Why would he say it unless they're doing it? I don't know. So um, it seems like the team has like a lot of good ideas. And look, it seems like they've learnt a lot from mm. building that first game as well. Like because yeah. even this this first mission, which we got to play around with quite a lot, uh, the Miami one, which is the main one they're showing off at the moment. Um, like you could see a lot of things that they've learned from building the other ones. Like it had like elements of like Paris, in terms of it being sort of a uh, like a consumer type event with lots of yes, people in it. Yeah. But then also like the density of the crowds in that one was like way more immense. You know, kind of like Marrakesh, and then you had like a lot of different state changes that could happen. And like for the assassination of the race car driver, she'd come in and like pit stop. And then she could even win the race, and then be on the podium, and then you, you can do something with that. And the snipe, you can snipe her car as she drives around the track. Yes, you can do that. Love a love a good sniper challenge. <laughs> um, so, what kind of what kind of um, ideal hitman stages would we like to see? Mm. Ooh, <laughs> Jess, what would you like to see? Gosh, uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Quite the see, a, maybe a riot situation. Mm, well, it's close to Marrakesh then, I guess. Did they it's riot? Not full on riot, yeah, but I'd like to be in the middle of a, Yeah, I'd like to be in the middle of a, a riot and um, <laughs> just generally just in, progress. just in progress, and and use it to my advantage. That'd be kind of cool. 
Mm. I say that because I watched Bourne recently, and there's a cool scene in Bourne where he's he's, he's in white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why? Well, it's like high high crowd stuff can be quite fun, but I wouldn't want every level to be like that. Of course, I mean, um, I love the Hokkaido one with how sort of Ooh. hard that was to get. That's the one in the hospital where you have those clothes. Yes, and then you can't take stuff in with you for like most of the times you do it until you reach level twenty mastery. Because uh, as you reach different masteries, you yes. unlock different ways to jump right back into the mission, like different starting points and stuff. And areas of that map were locked off unless you had mm. certain outfits. Yeah, so you really had to think about where you would get grinding, where you'd get started grinding out that, and, and, and you get to know it quite well. There's so many different sort of sections to that one. So my ideal one, uh, I'm not really sure. I, I would, I would uh, kind of love it if they remade some of the older ones, to be honest, because mm. uh, there's some great old like blood money maps and stuff mm. which I'd love to see come back I wonder how that would feel if they did though if it's DLC I'd, I'd be up for yeah, it yeah because you got because like compared to some of the new ones maybe it would like become obvious how much more limited they actually were yeah but it would still be quite cool yeah, but, but maybe they could re redo it and add in some more opportunities yeah. there's a whole world out there they can yeah. go anywhere I'd love to see them revisit a setting like A New Life whether or not they remade it or not remember that one yes because that is um quite small scale uh, the sort of the, the, it's like a suburban home basically and he's like what is he like a protective custody mob guy yeah yeah he's in protective custody and you could you could sneak in and you could put him in the in the <laughs> was it the, uh, the dustbin lorry yeah. and compact him or you could blow, blow up it. his barbecue and do something um, in the pool as well like, yeah I thought it was, I he's thought having it was, like a pie so yeah. you could, is that can is you it be a clown in that one? Or is yeah, that... you can be a children's that's entertainer. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so great! <laughs> but it is a good one, I think, because it had it was it was rare to have a video game where you're playing in in a in an urban normal mm. area. They're always exotic places. Yeah, yeah. And then you had you had a game where you are just on a on a suburban cul-de-sac in mm. Middle America, and it was kind of a bit odd and a bit sinister because of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good mix. It's a good mix. I mean, like, Hitman to me is like a franchise that's fascinating to me because I, I haven't played a Hitman game since early PS2 era and I couldn't tell you which one it was. And I was really put off by it. It really wasn't my cup of tea. But seeing people go on about this new one, seeing the sniper challenges mm. and playing those myself now, it's like it's not really so much action as like a puzzle game in many respects and I'm super into yeah, that yeah because back in the day I found it really hard to get into as well and it wasn't actually until Hitman 2016 came out and I got really into the power and stuff mm. that I actually went back right. to the HD version of Blood Money and Blood Money was, was yeah, yeah but it wasn't until I played the Paris mission that I kind of really understood sort of what you could do with it and, and the, the how you got that joy out of it, really? Because I, I never liked the the tutorial level of Blood Money. I thought it was way too hard. I didn't like it. What happened to that one? It's the Death of a Showman one where you're on the like the pier. Yes, yeah, yeah. Didn't like it. It's quite restrictive and you know. Yeah, slow. it is. It is compared to the later right. stage. So Hitman, uh, what's the hypometer on it? The hypometer. Yeah. It's oh. on the cover, so it's a ten out of ten. Official OPM hypometer. How oh, excited are you looking? Can, at? can we not make the hypometer a regular part of this podcast? I'm just gonna cut that idea What's down. The as long as we have sound effects. Oh yeah. Oh well, yeah. Have a sound effect of like a sword going through the air as I like, cut down this idea. <laughs> I say ten out of ten. Oh, Why? Well, you need or, to. If it's an ometer, you need to do a percentage. Oh, do you? <laughs> Yeah. What is it? Ninety-two percent. Oh, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a spicy one in our hands. 
Um, what else is on my list? We do, the problem with issue 152, and indeed every issue of official PlayStation magazines, is it's so packed with content. It's just it's a good problem fantastic to, to read about that. Yeah, yeah. trying to talk about even a little bit, of it, even a little slice, even a tiny slice, is a is a, is a big undertaking. Uh, there's an extensive preview of Assassin's Creed Odyssey in it, but I think we'll save talking too much about Assassin's Creed Odyssey for perhaps the, the next episode because mm. I think there's lots of spicy Assassin's Creed things to come. Uh, but rest assured, it seems quite good. Ah. Who, who and that thought? is the official opinion. Who would have thought? Uh, I played a bit of Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Me too. Yeah, yeah Jess has played too. I mean, it's taken her long enough to be the Tomb Raider she was always destined to be, but she I'm into already, it. I, Rise of the Tomb Raider, she's pretty Tomb raider let's yeah. be honest. I mean, I mean, the sense I got was that it, it, it is more of the same, but it's, a, it's, it's I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it the first two times, so I will probably enjoy this third one as well. I'm, I like the kind of the new angle the new-ish angle on stealth and kind of disappearing into the foliage uh, and then stabbing yeah, dudes and then in the once neck. you've been spotted you can return back to stealth which mm. I think is the, yeah, the big new sort of thing with, with cover shooters sort of incorporating that I mean that's part of the reason Uncharted 4 is so fantastic I mean part of the reasons it's also just really really good <sighs> So how, how do you feel about the whole stabby, stabby... Yeah, it's a bit too much. Obviously, my concern is, um, well, Angel of Darkness didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> some, but, some people like Angel of Darkness. Ah, yeah, some people are wrong about a lot of things. <laughs> but rest assured, from, you know, I've seen quite a lot of hands-off gameplay and played it myself. Yeah. Shadow of the Tomb Raider is, is, is my, miles better than Angels of Darkness. You can put that yeah. back in the box. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, the whole, like, stabby, stabby neck times thing is, that has kind of been an issue throughout this, like, origin trilogy, like... Yeah. It's, I mean... I don't want it to get too grim dark. And, yeah. Like, because yeah. it's a happy fun as well. Like, I did see, hopefully, because like, there, there were moments of, of of levity in some of the mm. gameplay I looked at, um, they showed me around sort of the Paititi hub area. So you kind of wonder about whether how the balance will be struck. I mean, maybe they're just leaning into some of the darker stuff for, for sort of some of the marketing. Uh, maybe we'll have to see. This kind of uh, the closure of the the trilogy, which I didn't realize it was planned as a trilogy until this one. But I guess it is. Yeah, yep, so guess it is we'll now. See. <laughs> we'll see how things work out for yeah. old Lara Croft, and then. Uh, I'm interested in where Tomb Raider's going to go, go yeah. after that. I mean, maybe this must be the last one this generation. Maybe. Because yeah, I really like the, the style of that sort of... I mean, again, it has touches of Metroidvania in mm. the term, terms yeah. of unlocking different abilities. Yeah, you can go back yeah, yeah. and unlock some old challenge tombs you couldn't get to before. Unearth some treasures. I really like that, that style for, for yeah. Tomb Raider. They're great games. Yeah. It's, it's they're, nice, they're it's nice that they finally struck on a... On a on a way of making Tomb Raider games again that's popular and good. Yeah. Because um, there's some dark times with Tomb Raider when you didn't even know it was going to keep on going. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, yeah, after Angel of Darkness for sure. I mean, <laughs> I quite like the, was it Core Design who did the uh, the, the Legend ones or is it Crystal Dynamics? Crystal Dynamics. Crystal Dynamics yeah. Core is obviously. Yeah, um, yeah I, I quite like those at the time, but they're kind of harder to go back to now. I think they were just kind of skirting that edge of being a bit. They got better. They got better. We had a discussion, was it Legend and Underworld? Yeah, I mean, Underworld did feel like a big step up for the yeah. others in terms of how it 
know, mechanically, I yeah. guess. But I'll always have a soft spot for Legend, and I'm not quite sure why. Well, I do know why. It's because Cornwall's in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it because of Cornwall's in it. Yeah, it's pretty good. I only it's a sea creature. Yeah, once I've done that bit, I turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, quite a, quite an interesting amount of uh, areas in there. I mean, obviously, the new one, she goes to Peru. Mm. And that's also where the first mission in Tomb Raider, the very first one, happened. Oh, nice little Think about that. Yeah. Maybe it will end with her going into... Oh, it won't. That would make no bad. sense with the story of the first game. But imagine if it did. In your head it could. Yeah. Like head maybe can. at the very end of the game, she'll look at the tomb of Quetzalcoatl or whatever it is. Yeah. And she'll be like, maybe I'll come back there. Maybe she just turn to the camera and wink. Yeah, maybe she'd be like, you know, yeah. Yeah, you know. And then shortly afterwards, <laughs> find some dual pistols and... Yeah, she'd be like, oh, I'm off to find Atlantis now. Oh, yeah. Thus begins the events of Tomb Raider. The first. Cheery bye. Uh, those games are hard to get back into now. You ever try and go back to the old Tomb Raider? Try playing Tomb Raider 1. It's, it's not easy. It's yeah, uncomfortable. It's, it's, it's like, so different. It's so slow and... And you turn on a on a on a like a tank, mm. and then you have that weird button where if you hold it down, you can edge towards the edge towards the levels. Yeah, you gotta edge. like you gotta like walk to the edge and, and then, then hop back. back. Yeah, you gotta do a hop back and then a run yeah. and jump. It's just so like at the time though, that was yeah, it was genius. amazing. That was like, God, why hasn't anyone ever done this before? <laughs> How about like an hour mark? I don't want to I don't want to bore anyone, but. Um... Oh, uh, Fist of the North Star, good game. Do we need to talk about Fist of the North Star? I'm just saying, it's a good game. Well, that's, that's enough. Uh, <laughs> it's like Yakuza, but different. And if you like Fist of the North Star, you'll like this. And also, if you like anime nonsense, you'll probably like this. Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of anime nonsense has its origins in Fist of the North yes, Star. Yes, this is true. Uh, read the preview for more details. Um, yeah. I mean, we didn't even really touch on any of our reviews. We haven't. Well, we want to keep reviews but, yeah, secret, uh, they're good, don't we? So we need to say what's in there. So we'll pick out some. Uh, I don't know. The key to I'm gonna get for I'm persistence. Gonna... Yeah. For persistence, that's a, a PSVR game that may. I think we declared it a PS uh, PSVR killer. killer. Yeah. Battle battle term. Is, is it still relevant these days to have a killer? It's app? not an app. It's a game. And that's the important <laughs> thing to take away. Is it's a full on game experience. Hey. Uh, built specifically with VR in mind. Yeah. Because Resident Evil 7 was always like one of my favorite VR experiences. Mm. Let's get back into the Resi 7, Resi Evil. Resi Evil himself. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't built with VR in mind. No, it was a great it, VR experience. Yeah. Limited. It never felt like. You couldn't grab and pick up things. You were just uh, moving. Yeah, whereas the persistence is all about uh, you being inside of that world. But yeah. Yeah, and we have reviewed it. Did we? We did. Oh. So you can read it this issue. Uh, spoilers, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but how good? Oh, oh, I won't put a number to it, but you could probably look it up on Metacritic anyway if you want to. <laughs> really give it a little brief, the ending of it, and then you know you look it up, and that's good. I think I think a lot of people like it, but I don't know what other people are giving it. I, I, no one's reviewed it yet, but apart from us. Yeah, well, we managed to get that one in good time. Good job, us. Um, but yeah, I think if you've got PSVR, like, yeah, you don't get this. Like, I mean, I'm not going to call okay? you. Not going to call you names, but yeah, it's like <laughs> I'll be thinking. You that. probably should. Like, it's just, you know, it's not like you get games this good constantly coming out on it. Whoa! This sets a new bar. I, I think. I, yeah, this sets a new bar. But I, I would say we, we've hit a bit of a, a good time recently in PSVR. Mm. Yeah. 
with uh, Two the Top was great. Um, oh yeah, that guy, big big old score from us. Big old score. Yeah, was, was was that like, Apex is, Construct was good. Of course. Um, I think we're finally getting like to the point where where developers yeah. have had enough time mm. with it to really be able to hit. hit Knockout like League was great. Mm. Yeah, like, box, yeah. It was great arcade boxing game. In VR. you got to wonder what the future will hold for VR as well. I'm very hopeful about it. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe like we're, we're hitting some big stuff now, but then like when the next sort of generation of hardware inevitably comes, like it's going to be interesting to see mm-hmm. see what what's yeah. swinging a punch in there. Be interesting if it will all be combined into one system. Ooh. Mm, maybe I think the concerns Ooh. would be like price point. There. Yeah, I was just thinking. Maybe that. get your different SKUs, your your VR yeah, system, maybe. your non VR system. Oh streaming system oh well we'll see we'll see uh nothing confirmed obviously. nothing confirmed nothing yeah, confirmed for no, playstation yeah. don't quote us on this <laughs> uh don't quote me ever <laughs> listen warning to you uh i played the crew too as well you know i thought it was all right <laughs> <laughs> well i'm glad i'm glad you glad you had to write 1500 words yeah there's a big big elite review so um yeah you know it's it's a bit of fun yeah check it out out now. Have a look at my review if you want to know more. <laughs> know what the accent is. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I think we'll probably leave it there. I'm looking at the list of everything we covered in the mag. It's like. But what about Ashen Hawk? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. Psychedelic of the Ashen Hawk. Uh, this is the Vita spotlight of the. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. If you got Vita, you know, play it. Go on then. Have a go. It's another visual novel. It's Romance good. all the anime boys. It's, yes, Otome. Um, but there's a lot of plot in it, which isn't Otome, you know, specific. And Vita's good? still well worth playing? How much is a Vita now? I don't know. It's still Five. expensive. Uh, 150 It's because it's, it's gone to the point where people were getting rid of it. Now it's a rarity. You know, now now it's become yeah. a true classic. There's a lot of very hardcore games on the Vita these days. So, yeah, so it's a dedicated system for for. Yeah, I mean, uh, Psychedelic of the Ashen Hawk closes out Axis Games' Summer of Mystery. Ooh. Even Ooh, though they're mystery games, sure, but you know they're Otome games mainly. So. And for non non, non uh, anime fans, what's an Otome game? Oh, it's a uh, sort of more of a narrative led sort of visual novel experience, often with some uh, romance elements. It's uh, generally marketed yeah. towards women, but enjoyable by by. All of, the yeah. all, all of that in one word. Yeah, well, it's the footnote uh, always whenever, because I have to t- call it Otome, but then I obviously always have to have an, a footnote to explain what that is. Yeah. But those of you reading my uh, PSV column at the end of the mag every month, yeah, I don't explain it there because you, you know. Come on. If you've gone that far, you know. Yeah, uh, we're actually going to be uh, rearranging some of the, uh, the Vita Hall of Fame next month. Bit nervous about it. You know, let me know what things are good. Because I think it's just we want to rearrange it a little bit because at the yeah. moment the top five, because the top five in the Hall of Fame is like there's quite a lot of stuff which is multi-format on there, and I, I'm just thinking like maybe we should show off a bit more what the Vita specifically has to offer or specifically is good at. Yeah, so you, we should be championing games that are, are good on Vita. Yeah, for, for yeah. Vita alone not just because it happens to release on vita yeah or maybe like some sort of multi-form stuff but you know the 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 vita is is a go-to for it perhaps um yeah i mean uh, all the games on vita are good so there's no bad games on vita (laughs) i mean i can't name one i can't name one 
Vita. <laughs> okay. I just told you about one. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, for the next uh, episode, we'll probably do some read of questions or something. Mm. I don't know. We'll probably tweet about it next time because then I'll be organized. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so let, let uh, email us at opm at futurenet.com. That's the one. Put in the subject line podcast or something to that effect. Podcast cues. Yeah, you know, I'm not fussy. If it says podcast in it, I'll be reading. I'll read it anyway. I read all the abuse you send me. <laughs> uh, no, all of our readers are lovely. I, we rarely get abuse. And most, if we do, it's directed at me. So yeah, not much to worry about there. Um, three, or, three. or tweet us at opm underscore uk yeah yes. uh, and also we're on facebook just type official playstation magazine into the, the search bar on facebook and we're on there as well mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah let us, let us know what you thought of the podcast um, I'm always up for it for, for hearing feedback that is <laughs> uh, I think we should end it there yeah, before because we're just sliding into innu- innuendo. No, it's not. It's not an innuendo. It's just I want you know. Just let me know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's it. Turn it off. <laughs> I'm taking the microphone away from you.